Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hello, Flyers fans, and we are back with another episode of Checking Out the Competition, this time with Robert Dalton from the Jets Nation blog on the Nation Network. You can find him there. Um, hi, Robert. How are you? Good. Uh, how's everything up uh, in uh, Philly? Pretty good. I'm actually in Delaware, which is a little bit south of Philly, but close oh. enough. <laughs> it's snowing in Winnipeg, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, but that's kind of like the par for the course eight months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So, we'll get right into it. Um, it's kind of impossible for Flyers fans to get into the first Winnipeg Jets game of the year without talking about Steve Mason, our old friend. Um, kind of didn't end on a great note for Steve here, but I was always a big fan of his. And he doesn't seem to have gotten off to a great start in Winnipeg. Um, but I think I think he's a goalie with a lot of promise. What's the general feeling towards Steve Mason up in Winnipeg? Uh, I mean, it, there was so much promise when he signed as a free agent with uh, with the Jets in uh, in July, and then yeah, it was a nightmare start in the first two games. The home opener against Toronto uh, lost out one seven two, and then he had an opportunity to to write the uh, write the big wrong against Calgary, and uh, and that went to downwards uh, pretty quick. Um, I mean, and then luckily they've had a guy in the in the back seat, so to speak, uh, Connor Hellebuck, to, to ride the pine uh, and to take over. And, and and I think that's probably a good reason as to why the Jets are actually succeeding at this point. But um, I think you ask anybody who watches hockey, uh, it's clear that, yeah, he didn't have the best two starts to, to start off his Jets career, but the defensive uh, scheme and help, he, he just didn't get it. So, I mean, it's really, it's, it's really hard to, to anybody to say that, well, Steve, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Mason didn't uh, have the have the best game, but his defense didn't uh, help him any much. But uh, I mean, his last couple of games that he's had, he's he's been the Steve Mason that we've hoped to expect. Yeah, that was kind of what we experienced here in Philly. Um, he didn't get a lot of defense support, but we kind. I'll just to give you some insight. I think that with Steve Mason, once he kind of gets going, as long as he continues to get games, I think he stays pretty steady. So. Hopefully, you'll have that to look forward to. I, I like Steve Mason. I want him to find some success up there. I think it would be good for him. Okay. <clears throat> so the next thing I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, despite the shaky goaltending to start the season, Winnipeg is off to a pretty good start. I think you guys are 10-4, and four, I think? Uh, ten, yeah, 10-4-3 to begin, and I think it's probably the first time that they've had, uh, had such a, a I think reached uh, double digits and points uh, this early in the season uh, since they're, I think it's the second time they've done that since they've relocated from Atlanta. And I think that could be explained that they're actually getting the goaltending that they, that they haven't been getting for the last couple of years and whether or not it's uh, Steve Mason coming in uh, for the odd game, or if it's just been uh, Connor Hellebuck stopping everything that he's seen. Uh, but I think it all also comes down to in previous years they weren't getting the goaltending that they that have come to expect and defensively I think they've overcomplicated things and mm. and that's where you can give up our giveaways in their own zone and which led their you know left their uh, goaltenders out the try this year 
they're they're keeping it simple and they're they're getting the goaltending probably a little bit more shots than they'd like. Uh, but it's the the goaltending's allowing their defensive scheme to 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 play well within their limits and and I think that's why you're seeing the uh, a lack of turnovers in your own zone. I think there's probably been one game that I could think of which was against Columbus that where they kept on giving the puck over and then uh, you know look what happened. They lost five to two to that game and it's a that's more of an aberration considering the last uh, last couple of years where it's just been we come to expect that. So it's good to finally get that out of the way. All right. Well, hearing that your goaltending is playing well makes me a little bit nervous because there's one thing that the Flyers have not been able to do lately, and that is score goals, like any goals at all. <laughs> so this should be interesting. But um, one thing that we're hoping will help tomorrow night is we are expecting the return, finally, of um, sort of hometown Winnipeg, Manitoba, guy Nolan Patrick um so if he's playing that'll be super exciting for us and hopefully for you guys too um but are there any flyers in particular that you're looking forward to watching tomorrow night uh there's a couple uh for for multiple for different reasons um yeah I grew up watching the WHL and Jordan Wheel uh, I I followed his career since he was with uh, Regina in the WHL and uh you know I was kind of expecting a little bit more from him when he got drafted by the LA Kings and uh, I mean, you you look at that lineup, and it was kind of hard not to expect that he wasn't going to get the opportunity. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to see what he was able to do, uh, you know, to, to reach my expectations of him. Um, the other person I'm actually looking forward to is because, much like what everybody saw or was uh, hearing last year with uh, the whole Austin Matthews versus Patrick Laine, um when the Jets first came by uh, or relocated from Atlanta. Everybody wanted Sean Couturier to be drafted by the Jets, and mm-hmm. we, we ended up drafting Mark Shifley, and the rest, as you know, is history, and probably are not going to look back, but Sean Couturier is actually having himself quite the year. I think he's got 18 points in 18 games so far right now, and and considering what he's actually gone through in the last couple of years, I think that's really fun, and uh, you know, I, I was I was one of those people, like before Mike, Mark Shifley actually reached his expectations, that I was kind of hoping that maybe Couturier would have been that guy selected, but... Uh, I actually wanted the guy to succeed, so that's one player I'm actually looking forward to watching tomorrow. Yeah, he is having a like a monster year. That top line, um, moving Drew to wing was kind of surprisingly a genius move, and that top line's working really well. So if you see a goal tomorrow night from the Flyers, it'll probably be from that line, so <laughs> you have that to look forward to. Um, you mentioned Patrick Line, and that's the guy that I'm most looking forward to see tomorrow just because he's just like, He's ridiculous. Like, he's crazy to watch. Um, but apart from the big names that you guys have, like Bufflin, Line, Shifley, like you said, um, who's an under-the-radar player that we should be keeping an eye out for? Uh, well, I mean, as of late, we're starting to, the Jets are starting to get that uh, that depth scoring. I mean, yesterday against the Arizona, I mean, granted, it's the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, but they, they, they started to get a lot of depth scoring from guys like Adam Lowry, Joel Armia, Andrew Kopp. Um, Matthew Perot is expected to be returning to the lineup tomorrow from uh, an injury that kept him out for the lineup for two to three weeks. So uh, I think he's under the radar. Uh, Brian Little is starting to, to uh, regain his opera, his scoring uh, uh or at least he's getting a lot of more opportunities, and with opportunities, you know, you're bound to actually get the puck in the back of the net. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I think those guys that you're you probably want to wake up to uh, 
to check up on and make sure that they keep them off the score sheet are guys uh, on the on the third and fourth line, guys like Kopp and Lowry. All right, that's good to know. Um, you never really. I, I feel like sometimes I watch fourth lines more than I watch third lines. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't really make any sense, but. I don't know. They're, they're not going to get to the points, but they're going to make an impact. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so having said all of that, what would be your overall prediction for the game? Uh, Flyers have always been a tough, uh, tough game in, in Winnipeg, no matter how how bad or how average uh, each team has been. Uh, so I wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, the Jets have actually been getting that uh, that depth scoring as of late, so I expect that that to be a little bit uh, swaying the as far as the game goes. So I, I'd say Winnipeg does pull this one 4-2, 3-2, somewhere around that line. Okay. So that's kind of similar to where I was. I was thinking that it would probably be a low-scoring game, um, particularly on our side. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking what I'm hoping for is 2-1 Flyers, but it won't shock me if it's 2-1 Jets. Yeah, I think the way that the defensive, uh, the way that they're playing defensively, uh, I, I'd be hard pressed to imagine Philadelphia. I mean, the grand they got, they got that good uh, first line. Um, it would just be hard to convince me that Philadelphia is going to score more than two goals. But, but you know, that's why they play the game. So yeah, it leaves us to discuss it before and after the game. Yeah, and um, you'll you'll be shocked to learn that I've been like wildly wrong on almost every single one of these videos that I've done. So it'll probably be like five, two jets or something like that. It'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset if that's the case. Well, I bet not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got flyers jets tomorrow, Thursday night at 7 PM here in Philly on NBC sports, Philadelphia, where will it be airing up there in Winnipeg? I believe it will be on uh, TSN3 in Canada, uh, which is the Jets regional broadcast uh, across, well, I guess, within Manitoba and parts of Ontario. Nice. Okay. And again, thank you very much to Robert Dalton from the Jets Nation uh, website. And where can the folks find you on social media? Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at uh, Rouge Daltz, which is, they call it to my CFL podcast that I run. Uh, as far as uh, you can, yeah, maybe if you like the CFL too as well, you can uh, give that a follow at Rouge Radio. Don't worry, I'm working on converting every single person at Broad Street Hockey into a CFL, a CFL fan. It's like my mission in life. <laughs> Great, we can, we can always use more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Robert. Go Flyers. Yeah, go Jets. <laughs> Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seems smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.